Here are the highlights from the latest episode of Free Talk Live. Visit freetalklive.com for the full episode. I am your host in the first chair, the authentic Lord Reverend Dr. Captain Kickass Buckshot Esquire, if you will. Playing the part of Nikki Sunshine today will be... Kahuna. And also... Richie Rich. Speaking of authentic Nikki... Uh, oh, Jesus. Have fun at Guar. Yeah, she just sent me pictures of like her and some people. Like, here, I'll just show it to you guys. Oh, yeah. Uh, she's, got, like, she's got like a beer uh, in hand, and she's nice. like making funny faces at the camera, sticking her tongue out. She's got like a pentagram shirt on. She's she's at the Guar show. If you don't know who Guar is, you're missing out on one of <laughs> life's great pleasures. Uh, Guar is, most people are like, Guar is a heavy metal band. Okay, they are. Stage show. But they are rock opera, if if they're anything. They they are about the theater. They're heavy metal theater is what they are. Uh, heavy on the costumes, heavy on the special effects. Uh, and, and I'm not talking CGI. I'm talking like actual, real, in-your-face effects. One of my favorite things that Guar does, and they've done it throughout the history of Guar, is usually it's a current events thing, right? Uh, they'll find somebody you know who's in the news or whatever, and they'll make a, a fake version of that. They'll have one of their uh, one of their minions you know play the part of this thing, and they'll like decapitate them or like cut their arms off, and they'll spew blood all over the audience. And this blood, of course, is just like red. Joe Biden falling down the stairs of Air Force like, One. I've seen them decapitate Biden, Bush, Reagan, right? You know, usually political dudes, mm-hmm. right? That kind mm-hmm. of a thing. It wouldn't surprise Most appropriate. me. Yeah, uh, it wouldn't surprise me. Or like, uh, you know, Hollywood douchebags. Like, uh, uh, oh man, who's the guy? I can't remember his name. Oh, Ben Affleck. Okay. Uh, and who's the other guy? Matt Damon. Uh, Matt, Damon. Matt Damon. Yeah, thank you. Uh, they, they did. A, they did. A, uh, like, I I can't even remember all of the characters that they've brought onto stage. The greatest uh, show that I ever saw Guar was a Halloween show at a place called the First Avenue in Minneapolis, Minnesota. Pretty big venue. And uh, they have a, a balcony up top, horseshoe balcony, and then they have like general admission on the bottom. If you're drinking, you're up top. If you're not drinking or underage, you're at the bottom. You're in the pit. You can go in the pit if you're if you're under or over twenty one. That 21. seems backwards. The drunk people are going to fall off the balcony or puke <laughs> off the balcony onto the general. Well, it doesn't matter at a Guar show because okay. Guar is busy spewing well all sorts of things over the audience. In fact, the first uh, several rows of people, particularly in a standing room only. Uh, they will normally be wearing just blank white T-shirts in hopes that Guar will indeed spew all sorts of, you know, colored water at them as the show goes on. And then they will go home with their own sort of tie-dyed Guar T-shirt nice. as a piece of memorabilia of the show that they didn't have to buy. That's different than like a drunk dude's puke coming off the balcony. Which may also be part of your shirt at the okay. end of the show right. That's... In, in this particular instance, yeah. right? So. You know, it, it's hard to tell what you're going to get. But anyway, um, they brought out like they're playing. They're in the middle of this like seven minute epic song and like two and a half minutes into it. Here comes a giant. I can only describe it as uh, like a Godzilla type creature. It was definitely a green sort of dinosaur looking thing spewing fire. Right. And then out from the other side of the stage comes this like obvious cardboard and uh, like a tinfoil robot thing, and they do battle with each other sort of behind the both the guitar players and the singer, but in front of the drummer. Okay. And as they're doing battle, like sparks come out of the robot and flames come out of the, the, uh, Godzilla, the Godzilla looking thing. Looking thing. Mm-hmm. And like, it's just amazing. 
that they can do all of this stuff with like practical, real life 3D special effects. If you've never been to a Guar show, I highly recommend it before Guar, you know, is no more. It's possible. Like they, they've continued on since Brocky died. Brocky was the founder and original lead singer. They've continued on without him. They're doing pretty well. Uh, but they're not nearly as popular as they were with Brocky. Brocky was a huge loss as far as their fan base was concerned, but they're doing pretty well. And I've been told that their stage show is still top-notch. I haven't seen them yet without Brocky, and so I'm waiting for Nikki to report back next week on her experience seeing that. So. I'm not a metalhead, but my first introduction to Guar was when they were on like the Jerry Springer show. I recently forwarded a, uh, a YouTube video to, to somebody I know because they were like, I don't understand your obsession with Guar. Like, they just seem like, you know, this, this, you know, sort of, and I'm like, okay, look, Guar has been around forever. Like, really? I'm like, yeah, they were on the Jerry Springer show in like 1986 or something, right? I don't remember what year it was, but it was like the mid 80s, late 80s. It was probably mid 90s for me. You think so? Okay. Well, because mid, early, early to mid 80s, I was too young to care about Jerry Springer. Ah, I see. Okay. So maybe it was like, a little later. Yeah. But but whatever. It was, you know, 30 years ago. But they might have been on know? before that as well, right? They, I don't oh, know. fact. Yeah, yeah that's true. Uh, but, like, yeah. And, like, they tore it up on Jerry Springer, man. They were amazing at Jerry Springer. It's a match made were, in heaven. Were they yeah. just, like, a special guest? Because usually he's putting, like, families against each other. Well, so, uh, yes, they were a special guest, but they were talking specifically about shock rock. Ah, okay. And so they had Guar on. The the episode that I recall was Guar was the second of two guests. The first guest was a band called The Mentors out of Seattle, Washington, Mm -hmm. of all places. Unscreened caller, what's your name, please? This is Robert. I'm in Charleston, South Carolina. Hey, Robert, you're on Free Talk Live. What's on your mind? Well, you know, um... I, I was thinking to myself that a lot of times we talk about other forms of life in the universe and maybe reaching them and all those kinds of things. Like, like Guar, for example. Yeah, I mean, I mean, when you think about it, a lot of times people go to, to those kinds of shows because they're looking for something different, for something exceptional. They're kind of tired of humdrum kind of life, which is why, those, why people in those kinds of bands go to extremes, I think. And maybe the reason why they have communes is because they can think together. It's like a think tank. I mean, the Manhattan Project produced the atomic bomb. Who could have produced that all by themselves? Or in small, or maybe a, a pair of people, a couple of people could never have done it. That's why a lot of times to get really great things, you need a whole group of people working together. Well, and I think that teamwork makes the dream work, right? Yes, yes, exactly. And that's probably why they do, they have it set up the way they do. But you know, I I, I was a very creative as a, as a, as a, as, a, as, a, as a as a young person. I was very creative. Really. And I, but I, yeah, but I, I didn't I didn't you know in in those days there were you know people were smoking like marijuana and I never smoked. <gasps> oh, cannabis. Yeah, yeah, and and that and that kind of turned me off, and 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 a lot of times, of course, it was difficult for me to connect with people like that. The guy who I who I who I liked, I mean, but I didn't find out about him year, until years and years later was Rick Ashley, Richard Paul Ashley from Great Northwestern part of Great Britain. Rick Ashley, he's about to Rick roll you, yeah. Kevin. It did, uh, yeah, yeah, did did you give him up? Yeah, did he let you down? No, no, not at all. Did not you let him down? Did you run no, around I, I, and I, did he hurt you? Not at all. Not at all. On the contrary, he was he was he 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 was he was a very honorable kind of a guy, you know, who who didn't smoke or drink. Or, that, to my knowledge, I don't know exactly what he did on the side, but but uh, but anyhow, smoked he, and drank he, probably. He, <laughs> 
but but anyhow, he was he he's he was the kind of a guy that that, that that I could admire, kind of a guy who had you know was was principled and 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 honorable and every and even in his song, if you listen to the words, they you know they they talk he talks about you know staying 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 loyal to a to one to a person not to say that you couldn't stay loyal to a group or have a group kind of arrangement but but it was kind of a a, a, a whistle clean kind of an operation which I, which i liked a lot you know which, which i could identify with you know what i mean and, and, and like irish and, spring and, and, fresh and clean as a whistle <laughs> <laughs> yeah something like that you know but it, 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 it's but but anyhow it, so so it a lot of times associations people are looking for something when they look for it and to entertainment they're looking for something unusual something and and that a lot of times gets into into the drugs like music that's extremely loud yeah this is called uh this is called escapism and it's one of the reasons that human entertainment is well in industry or industries even film television uh recorded music video games uh and even drugs to that you know for that matter are all forms of of human escapism uh, they're so you know disenfranchised with reality that they mm-hmm. seek a way to escape from it for a period of time as a coping mechanism so i take naps <laughs> dream world is better well, than reality is- the thing is, if you do those kinds of things, you destroy your brain. I mean, if you smoke a lot of marijuana and take heroin or something like that, you could end up dead, you know, by, by somebody giving you the wrong drug or something mixed in it that'll kill you. I, I don't I, think it, anybody it, has ever died of smoking too much marijuana. Well, maybe not. But you on know the what people hand, have died of? Drinking too much water. That's true. Yeah, that's well, true. Yes, anything, anything could kill you if you do too much of it, really. Well, or, or there's your problem right there. It's, it's not the substance. It's the too much part. Or the too little of it, exactly. But but the thing is, it's the extremes. I mean, why go to an extreme just just for just for the hell of it? You know what I mean? I'm just just well, to, because uh, people have made careers out of it, obviously, and you know, uh, enriched themselves as well as others. Like for me, the the whole shock jock thing that happened in radio twenty years ago, or whatever. Howard Stern, you know, that kind of a thing. There there was all these like shock jocks. Like we're gonna say these extreme things. Bubba the Lund, the actually reviewed one of my albums from one of my uh, former metal bands. Yeah, (laughs) and of course, just like dug us a hole and threw (laughs) us in it. You know, Uh, but like uh, this is like to me the shock jock thing was just forwarding freedom of speech. Right, Mm -hmm. the the ability to say some of the things that these guys said had never been allowed on radio before. And so I was personally glad for that. Now, I, we here in the studio tonight are subjected to FCC regulations. We cannot say some things. We cannot say certain things in a certain way. We can say certain things in a clinical context way. Matters. But yeah, context. So we still have not achieved real freedom of speech, but it has improved at least since I've been alive. Well, because those shock jocks then like, abandoned the radio format and went to satellite where they could because they could because Mm -hmm. they could right it's uh skeezy calling from california skeezy you're on free talk live hey hey, libertarians welcome (laughs) nice he's got a new insult for us today i feel like uh, i feel uh, like spock on that first uh, reboot of the the star trek i presume you'll be launching new insults at me today you're not smart enough to be spock Ooh. But are my ears yeah, pointy? So, uh, you wouldn't be able to tell because I'm wearing headphones. So, Oh, yeah. You don't even have the logic to be Spock. That's a logical off, statement. Uh, That's a logical statement. Only I am, Skeeter I'm, has I'm, the logic I'm, to be I'm Spock. I'm a bit of an emotional dude. It's true. 
I don't wear them on my okay. sleeve, but I, I do belong to the Church of Spiritual Humanism. And that is an organization that is an organization where where our deity is logic and reason. I'm much better with the reason part than I am with the logic. It's true. Reason. You were just advocating for emotion just a second ago. That's uh, emotion is a is the most evil thing. I wasn't in the advocate. Universe, I, I was just telling you a fact about how I see myself. Oh. Just because okay, I say a thing doesn't but, uh, mean I'm advocating for it. Okay, that's cool. Uh, but so uh, first. First, uh, I just want to, you know, eventually I want to get to talking about Richie Rich's misunderstandings about the subjective theory of value again. Oh, but pull up I that article that up, I, uh, I brought in last week. Which one? I don't know. The one I, the uh, one I said that was evergreen just, of how the subjective oh, theory yeah. of value is. What was it? Just, just a second, but I, I want to clean up some of the stuff we were talking about last week. There's real nothing quickly, to hopefully, clean up. Hopefully you don't. No, we'll drop yeah, you Yeah, you remember that. like we were talking about uh, secession and uh, federal bennies as you put it, right? So let me give you some quotes, right? From uh, Michael Troy, civil and constitutional rights lawyer. By definition, secession would create the departed state as a separate nation, not covered by federal authority, nor eligible for federal benefits. And uh, here's another one by Paul uh, Premack, who is recognized as a super lawyer, right? Note that the successful secession from the U.S. would end social security and Medicare for Texas seniors, because this is off a of Texas web, uh, Texas secession website. Secession would eliminate access to medical care for military retirees and likely and pension uh, benefits for both only military Only if the so, federal government said that's how it's going to go. Yep. 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 So uh, you would have to, like, get some type of special uh, No, you wouldn't have to passed. do anything. The, so the federal government, the federal government would have to... Sp- pass their own law to say that, okay, now that Texas in this example has successfully seceded, uh, you're no longer uh, eligible for federal benefits. Now, that would take an act of Congress to do, or at least an executive order to make happen, and it's very unlikely that the federal government would do that because it would be a very black mark on them. No. Absolutely not, because you guys are forcefully seceding from the union, and they have no obligation. There would be no force involved in secession. It's just merely here's, everybody deciding, hey, we're no longer going to be a part of I, this yeah, particular conglomeration, here's the, here's and we're going to be our irony own. to that. Let me, let me interject real quick. There are people that expatriate from the United States, but never give up yeah. their citizenship. Right. Right. They live, they live in a foreign land, uh, yeah. and the United States federal government compels them to continue to pay taxes to the United yeah, States federal yeah. government. So the yeah. pre- so okay. the presumption that the United States federal government would let those willing to pay to get benefits, right, just cut them off completely because some people in Texas or New Hampshire seceded, right, is preposterous yeah. because they That's already different. try to collect uh-huh. taxes from those expatriates in a foreign things. land. But it would be those functionally the are- same. If you are no, if you are living no, if you are a United States citizen in Texas, right when Texas secedes, it's just like no. being a United States citizen in Italy right. now, or Mexico, no, no, or yeah, anywhere. Right. Secession. Uh, I don't want to use the word forcefully, but removes them as a as a U.S. citizen. No, they no longer. No, are, no. They're no longer because they're are, still are U.S. citizens no, in exactly. Italy and Mexico. Yeah, if I move okay, to well, London or Ireland or that, something, uh, hey, hey, scooter. If I move to right. London or something. Right. 
and uh, I'm, I'm just working there, uh, I don't automatically give up my U.S. citizenship. Now, I can. I yeah, can go through fine. that. I can and if I want to pay a bunch of money yeah, yeah. to, to you know, rescind my citizenship, but it doesn't automatically uh-huh. go away. What makes you think uh, secession would be any different? Because that, that automatically goes away. <laughs> no, it doesn't. No, it doesn't. Oh, okay, well, why don't you? What makes go, you think uh, it automatically maybe goes I'll, away? I'll put that link somewhere. Why don't you argue with that constitution? Those those lawyers. What if makes they want, you if think? They want to call into Free Talk Live. We will happily argue. Yeah, with give them. them the number. What makes you so think it those, automatically goes away? You're saying those statements I, I read off are wrong, right? Yes. If you favor abolishing slavery, uh, the abolition of the state. Uh, if you are a fan of freedom, if you are an Eleutheromaniac, uh, and you have an insatiable desire to be free, uh, come to New Hampshire. You know, even if even if you're thinking of going somewhere else, like like I was, I had several on my list of places, but New Hampshire was the first place that I heard of people who were like, yeah, uh, we just want to be free and yep. be able to make our own choices and you know not hurt other people and take their stuff and keep 100% of our earnings and you know, oh, yeah. do things voluntarily. And I was like, this sounds great. When I first heard of the migration, I was also looking into things like seasteading. I, yeah, I was too. And uh, there's other places like uh, Anarchapulco was just coming up. It was like in the first year or two that that thing was going on. Okay. There was uh, Galt's Gulch was like being a th- trying to be a thing over in Chile. Yep. There was something going on in like Vietnam too, some, some expats over there. There's a bunch of expats in Mexico that have always been like, Dudes, it's way less expensive and way cooler down here. And even though the government has people falsely believing that it's dangerous in Mexico, it's dangerous in Detroit, it's dangerous in Chicago, more so than it is in Mexico. Okay, yep. so like, let's just get things straight here. There are certain parts of Mexico that are more dangerous than others. Yes. Don't go there. Certain parts of the U.S. more dangerous than others. Don't go there. Don't go there. Uh, but like, you know, I, I kind of made a list and I'm like, well, if I'm going to leave where I'm at, where am I going to go? And I sort of, you know, did the pros and cons. Yep. And I just decided to come to New Hampshire because it was the first that I heard of a freedom migration. And it was the one gaining the most traction at the time, too. Yeah. Like, seasteading has done not much since then. They keep put, putting together prototypes of what the boat's going to look like, but produced nothing as far as the latest I've heard. Yeah. What made you come to New Hampshire? Uh, free talk live and the group here. I mean, just the, the free staters. You know? So same thing. Yeah, exactly. Nice. I, uh, I like, we have had more people come since COVID mm-hmm. and like, I, I, I can only attribute it to COVID now. Oh yeah. Because it seems to have sped up people's timelines. That did help. That it was in during that time frame. Yeah. Oddly yeah. enough, New Hampshire yeah. wasn't even the best place to yeah. move during yeah. COVID. Though. Yeah. Really? Well, because Texas and Florida were actively not locking down. That's true. And the New Hampshire governor was actively locking down. It took him a minute, though. It took he, him a while. He wasn't. He was understood. not. Was not on board. Well, what he did is he originally just left it to the towns and cities, right? Which started to lock down. Not all of them. There were there were only a a couple of them at first. It was like the larger cities, and so like uh, I just stopped (laughs) because Keene was one of them. I just stopped doing business in Keene. Mm -hmm. I stopped shopping in Keene. I just shopped elsewhere. One of the difficulties with that is what you didn't see in the normal news was the lack of cooperation from Free State Project members right during that lockdown period. 
Like we just went, okay, they locked it down and we still don't care. We're going to go do our thing anyway. Yeah. So the the governor locking down was mostly ineffective, mm-hmm. right? But it was still on the books. Yeah. Right? Whereas Texas and Florida, like, we're not going to make people do anything and you might as well, like, come here for real freedom. And people did. It's true. And, like, and that's fine. Like, it just illustrates that there is a market for freedom. Yeah. Right? And so because that exists and people seem to be attracted to it, why, how can I think this is a bad idea? I can't. A market improvement from just about wherever you currently are. Yeah. And, I mean, I'm fortunate that I was able to sort of arbitrage between the West Coast and here. Yep. Right? I, I kept the job that I had at the time. and I've since, you know, I... I'm no longer at that job or whatever, but like I was able to like just the income alone. Like I gave myself a raise mm-hmm. just by moving. Yep. Right. Like, and I had asked for a ridiculous raise. They're like, no, but like, can we give you some other intangible benefit? I'm like, how about let me work from home full time? This is well before COVID. And they're like, uh, yeah, sure. We already have people doing that. And you've been with us for five years. You've earned it, you know? And I'm like, sweet. Thanks. And I hightailed it to New Hampshire. <laughs> I'm no, packing immediately. No state income tax here. Right. Well, there wasn't in Washington either. Oh, so. there wasn't. Okay. All right. That was one of the cool things. But, but the cost of living was like double. Sure. You know, I, then, I, I got here and I rented a, a, a two-bedroom apartment for the cost of a small studio mm-hmm. in the Seattle area. The sales tax in Washington is like 8%, though, or yeah, was yeah. when I was there. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, not on food, like not, well, perishable foods or whatever. N- yeah. No. no uh, so I, I came from a, a different state in New England originally. Mm-hmm. And so they, they actually... Pr- tax you on your vehicles like property tax for the every year just like annually you, annually just like real, a bunch of just, just like real estate so obviously that's not the case here major you're on free talk live well who doesn't every now and then need a naughty nurse it seems to me i remember an old video about that it's the only reason uh, to go to the hospital <laughs> <laughs> well i mean it's just like the french maid outfit there's something just damn it's like a train wreck. You can't hardly look away. <laughs> so it didn't really go anywhere, but in Hawaii, right, I had a business called Bikini Clean Hawaii, Ooh. where I just had scantily clad women show up at your house and clean for you. Well, why don't you have that business here now? <laughs> it was, it was pre- prohibitively difficult to restart. <laughs> okay. okay. Right. Made zero effort. If you ever decide to do that, I'm happy to be part of your beta program. Oh. Okay, uh, part of it is the quality of talent around here is not as good. Yeah, as you're gonna have there. to import. Yeah, you might have to look into like, uh, you know, some sort of uh, I don't know. Other than importing, that's the only way I can put that. So, <laughs> the that, that thing like went out of business in 2014, and as recently as three days ago, I get a text on my phone. Hey, dude, do you still have a bikini made? I can. <laughs> so it's still it's so I still get requests what, for. Was it. it up and running for a while? Uh, less than a year. Less than a year, yeah. Yeah. They did in the Seattle area, uh, and like I still yeah. kick myself to this day. So uh, I was renting a, a condominium from a friend of mine, and then my roommate was yet another friend of mine, and also the other the guy who owned the place. And it was a nice place, and we were both you know working full time jobs, good income, rent was cheap, right? Because we knew the owner, you know that kind of a thing. And like, you know, we'd throw, you know, shindigs on Sunday during football and, you know, that kind of thing or have pre-funk or post-funk before our, you know, our bands would play live and that kind of a thing at at our place because it was nice. And 
like I'm kicking myself because like mm-hmm. here's two single dudes right in a in a condominium in a you know an upscale area of the Seattle area and there was like three or four different like sort of topless maid services available there you and go. we never once called yeah. we never even thought about it and it wasn't until like after we both moved out of that place and got our own separate places that me and this guy were hanging out and I was like dude how come we never did this he's like. <laughs> Damn, I have no idea. I didn't even think about it till now. I'm like, so yeah, we're done. Yep, that's that's the All part right, of the story. Captain, you you obviously didn't have your thinking cap on. Let me give I you a quick related story. Um, <laughs> my sister, who I taught to switch hit by the age of five, she ended up being coming a doctor and got a scholarship on the U of M uh, softball team. But she ended up being a switch hitter permanently. I'm glad so we're talking about Yeah, softball. thank you, because okay. I thought yeah. you were speaking metaphorically instead of literally, so thank you Continuing for the Continuing with the last conversation, it was a poor transition. <laughs> well, so anyway, she had this boy-girlfriend she was hanging out with, and this uh, chick dude ran a landscaping service. Okay. Well, she was smart enough to hire all these cute-buttered young girls to do all the service work. Yeah. And you know who don't who doesn't want to see a nice butt bending over in the garden? It's and, the only reason I'll ever wash my car. Lawnmowers, you know, so they're just bouncing around the yard, and it was all so. I mean, even being from the other side of the fence, you can see what the guys on the other side of the fence are staring at. So, yep. You, like I said, you didn't have your thinking cap on when you didn't hire the topless mate. Anyway. Yeah. And then uh, Bud Light goes, "You know what could make this better? We just make it a dude instead." <laughs> Oh, poor Bud Light. <laughs> oh, good. The village people are back. Yeah. Applause. Anyway. Right. What are um, you calling in about, Major? Well, have, have you heard about this uh, crazy Mexican restaurant owner out in California that's been sued and has now got to pay his employees like $135 million? What? No. For what? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So he's got these 35 uh, probably illegal immigrants because he's scaring them with INS and whatnot, right? Mm -hmm. Not that there's anything wrong with that otherwise. Somebody ratted him out to the sandwich police. So he's trying to figure out who in the organization is the uh, Judas, so to speak. Okay. So he hires this actor to come in as a priest and take confession from all these Hispanic people, which are no doubt mostly Catholic. This is a right? smart business owner. And then, and no, no, he's very, very dumb. Oh, okay. So well, anyway, that move was smart anyway. The, the supposed priest he hired wasn't even a Catholic, so he had no idea how a confession should go. Okay, well, now he's getting dumber. <laughs> were Catholics, so they'd been through a confession and knew how it was supposed to go. This guy was asking him questions like, I mean, do you ever steal from work? You hear people talking bad about the boss. I mean, nothing to do with their heart or their soul or salvation or anything. This from RT.com. No segue. Just cold cold segue. Right straight into it. We got to get to this. U.S. influencer becomes emotional support stripper in the Ukraine. <laughs> Which is even worse than just like... Like, when I read the phrase emotional support stripper, I'm like, oh, I got to get one of those. And then I read the rest of this, and I'm like, what? <laughs> yes, U.S. influencer becomes emotional support stripper in Ukraine. Can you imagine, like, a stripper with a Ph.D. in psychology or psychotherapy? There have been a number of these documented because, well, stripping's good money, and that allows them to put themselves through college. Understood. But then you pay her to go, like, into the back room for the lap dance, and she just <laughs> lays you out on the couch and starts talking to you about your childhood? <laughs> 
that would you would probably be better off hiring like uh, you know an actual uh, mental health professional she is she just i just said the emotions but, but you, you don't want to get you don't want to get psychoanalyzed if you will like in the vip room at the strip club that's that's the worst place for it it might be cheaper depending on your copay well maybe all right let, Carry me, on. let me know how that goes if you find out where that is new business idea you know get me a coupon or something okay you know? <laughs> Taiwanese American influencer Fan Pei Kong traveled from her native Houston to the front lines of the Ukraine conflict to offer her services as an emotional support stripper. Okay, first of all, there's a whole bunch of people out there who are saying things like, well, the U.S. totally needs to be in the Ukraine. We, I support what's going on in the Ukraine. And like, well, if you do, get your ass over there. Get on a plane and go over there and help them. If you think that they need help and you're sitting on your butt at home watching the news, well, then I have no reason to listen to you. One of the interesting things about the Ukraine, it's the same people here who are like, Nazis bad. Right. Are like, Ukraine Nazis good and need our support. How did that happen? The news yeah, if, right. if you look, if you you're if you right. Google News it or search News right, all, all the Ukraine stories up until the invasion, right, is all how bad and corrupt Ukraine is, yeah. and then immediately after the invasion it changes and Ukraine is good all of a sudden. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I wish I were surprised. I really wish I was, but uh, you say it and I'm like, yep, that's totally how it happened. Indoctrination all the way. There's a propaganda, th- I scion, pulled up, whatever you want to call it. I pulled up one article and it was uh, just a list, like an alphabetical list of all the puppet governments that the United States has put up over the years in various countries. Yeah. And Ukraine was on the list, yeah. but it's a story from like 2017. Oh, yeah, totally. Right? Yeah. So- <laughs> I mean, it's like we were talking about earlier. I mean, it's the power suggestion, the media. And if you were to kind of press people who put the Ukraine flag on their garage door or fly it on their car and sort of the rah-rah. And Change ask them, it to cover their Facebook yeah, profile. Yeah, and ask them why. They're going to say, oh, because, because of Russia. And, and But they don't really understand what they're talking about, and they don't remember the things like we just mentioned from 2017. And it's simp- it's just the power of suggestion, for, uh, the media, power of the media, actually. And Russia bad from the 80s. Right, yeah. Right, I've seen Rocky IV. Yeah. I know how bad Russia right, is. Yeah. Right, I must break you. <laughs> Ivan Drago. That, <laughs> That's it. Yeah. That's the whole stereotype right there. No, you're That's right. That's why Russians are bad. It is. And like, like I remember that movie as a kid, right? I remember that movie. And I'm like, oh, wow, Rocky or whatever, right? You know? Yeah. And then like, I look back at it now and I'm like, oh, wow, propaganda. Yeah. <laughs> like, I recognize it for what it was now, but I didn't at the time. Yeah. yeah. And I still I'm, watch it. It's still a good movie. And I imagine that that's how most people are now. Yeah. But they don't recognize propaganda for what it is. It's hard to see through the media lies. Uh, Kahuna and I were at a place recently where the television was on, two televisions, and the news was on. Yes. Right? Like local, you know, I don't know, Boston News or something, right? Okay. And I haven't watched television news, the local news, broad, much less a national news broadcast, in years. And, like, the volume wasn't, if it was on, it was low. So, yeah. like, you know, I couldn't hear what they were saying or whatever. But I immediately recognized it for what it was. And I'm like, oh, my gosh, no wonder 
humanity sucks, man. Yeah. They're being fed this, and people are just like glued to it going, oh, yes, that's what's happening. Oh, I see. Thank you for my dose of reality. Just, just go look at the wall of, of TVs in front of the treadmill at the gym. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 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 They got you for an hour. All right. So anyway, Fan Pei Kong traveled from her native Houston. So I'm going to give her credit. She felt like she needed to do something, and she got off her butt and went over there. She did. Or she bared her butt and went over there, <laughs> depending on how the story turns out. The beauty pageant contestant turned self-described globetrotting girlfriend offers racy photos of herself in skimpy variations of military gear posing with armaments on the erotic pay-per-view platform OnlyFans. Hey, Daily Digest listeners, this is Riley Blake. I enjoy Free Talk Live, and I know you do too, but finding time to listen to an entire episode isn't always easy. So, I produce the Daily Digest. I appreciate those of you who have supported me on Patreon and sent Bitcoin to me to thank me for producing these digests. For those who wish to support me on Patreon, visit patreon.com slash crblake86. If you wish to send Bitcoin, visit patreon.com slash crblake86 for those details. That's patreon.com slash crblake86. Thank you. Claiming she initially went to Ukraine last year to do... Ordinary volunteer work. Sure. Uh-huh. Lending a hand. Oh, no, I don't have any more money. How am I going to pay for my plane ride back to the States? <laughs> Ordinary volunteer work, like lending a hand at women's shelters and orphanages. Kwong told the Daily Beast that she soon grew tired of helping those in need because she had done it before back home. I don't like helping people in need either. <laughs> I need to get paid for that. I'm totally on board with this. Wow. It didn't feel like anything unique to what I had back in the States, she complained. I wanted more. I wanted to be with the military. She expanded her volunteering horizons as an emotional support person for English-speaking soldiers. It's the uniform that gets them. That's what I'm thinking. And was soon romantically involving herself with a slew of Ukrainian men overcoming the language barrier with the help of Google Translate. I thought it was just an English speaking yeah, a minute ago. Just the Con- international language of love. <laughs> I thought that was French. Not Is Russian. It? I don't know. Okay. Definitely not Russian. <laughs> Definitely not. Yeah. <laughs> she claimed to be dating four when she was interviewed by the Beast in Kharkov. A drone operator, a power plant worker, and two IT workers. Polyamorous libertarian hero. Kwong Mok, whatever. <laughs> Though she didn't reveal if any of them knew about the other three. Oh, so I guess Well, they do now. (laughs) (laughs) She also dates foreign soldiers who have volunteered their own services to the Ukrainian cause, she said. I think they're using the term date very loosely. I feel like they are, too. (laughs) But it depends. Like, is she charging for these dates? No, because it's free. It's volunteer work. Okay. Is there dinner and a movie first? Right? Is she getting double paid then? Like, I don't know. Well, I don't know. Uh, people don't talk about the sexual needs of the people of a country at war, she told the outlet. Well, because usually um, they're just raping the minorities over there. <laughs> Their needs to, are satisfied. What's the, is it Apocalypse Now? Or the, you know, they're in Vietnam or whatever. And they're like, oh. F-E-S-E, five dollar or whatever, yeah. right? Oh, like, yeah, yeah, okay. Right. That movie talked about it plenty, mm-hmm. yeah. right? You know? 
anyway, Kwong lamented... Full metal jacket. Full metal jacket. Thank you. Kwong lamented that not all Westerners have been supportive of her sex tourism. It, she's calling it sex tourism, tourism. now. Yeah. No. Uh, that would be where you're going to another country... Well, no. I guess maybe it does qualify. Like, in the utmost definition of sex tourism. Okay. Uh, revealing that when she joined a group chat for humanitarian workers, these guys just tore me for three days straight. Sure, they did. Toured her? Tore. T O R E. Oh, tore. Okay. Yeah. I got got it. Accusing her of wanting to (laughs) make porn off of mass graves, she blamed sexism. The scantily clad influencer allegedly continues to do humanitarian work. According to her OnlyFans. Someone needs to feed those soldiers. Which is defined as cash donations to Ukrainians in need and volunteers I can see with my own eyes who are doing good work. Social media, kitchen help, water runs to frontline villages, English practice for kids, etc., etc. Her online business is technically illegal under Ukrainian law. I mean, so that's civil disobedience. Okay. Right? Technically, right? Yep. Uh, which prohibits the sale or distribution of pornographic images or other items with penalties including fines or up to three years jail time. However, That'd be ironic if she got arrested in Ukraine for <laughs> under that law. However, comma, making content for OnlyFans in particular has become a popular line of work among Ukrainians whose lives have been upended by the conflict, according to the Daily Beast. There is a term in the English language called arbitrage. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Now, I was I took advantage of arbitrage when I moved from the Seattle area to Keene, New Hampshire. <laughs> uh, what does that mean? That means the cost of living was lower here than it is in Seattle, Washington, and I maintained my income the same as it was when I lived there as when I lived here. So I didn't I didn't you know take a a, a loss in pay. I didn't get a bump, but like. The actual realization was that I had more money because the cost of living was lower. Yeah. This is called arbitrage. The the simple explanation is simultaneously buying low and selling high. Right. Yep. So one family, this is from Yahoo News, one family pocketed $7.6 million by taking cans and bottles from Arizona and recycling Mm -hmm. them in California. It's like an old episode of Seinfeld. That's smart. I think that, yeah, Yeah. and that's arbitrage. Yeah, right. But you got to save up all those. You can't be making run like a weekly run, right? You have to save up enough to overcome the cost of transportation. Okay, right. You don't want to do just, but you probably aren't going to do one, right? You're going to do several, but you got to make sure. Do the numbers. You're not going to do it in a pickup truck. You're going to do it in a 40-foot you know, semi. Right. Yeah. Or rent a, one of these portable on demand storage things, have right. it shipped Whatever. for you. We figure yeah. out what the costs are, what's it going to cost you, figure out where you're going to make profit on this thing, and then pull the trigger. Yep. Right. This is uh, yeah. capitalism 101. Mm-hmm. Anyway, prosecutors say this is fraud. No. Uh, uh, you know what's state fraud? Prosecutors? You know what's fraud? The state. The state. Yeah. The state is fraud. See, see, what's, but what's not fraud, or what, the, what they don't say is fraud, is the opposite of that, right? So their revenue assumes that some percentage of people never return their cans or whatever. Right. Yep. And so that's part of the mix. Um, Hawaii. That, that. That's not, they don't claim anything wrong with that. 
Yeah, that yeah. If have. you if you have a if you buy a bunch of canned or bottled yeah. goods in California and take them to Arizona and you recycle them, and get nothing. They're, they're fine with that, right? Exactly. That's what I'm saying. That's not fraud at all, right? At, at right, one so, point, Hawaii instituted like a six cents per can tax. Yeah, Michigan had that for okay. a long time. But when you re with the refund, still, I don't know. When you, when you recycled it, like you only got a five cent refund. Yeah. And there was no way to get that other penny back. Yep. So, uh, so you you even if you wanted to recycle, <laughs> you were losing money on every can, and the most you could get back was like eighty three percent. Unless, of course, you went out and got the cans for free. Right. Right. If you dumpster dive or yeah. like offer right. to like take out your neighbor's trash and keep all their cans yeah. for yourself or whatever, something like that. Something yeah. like that. Yeah. But in general, they they you know to promote recycling, they went you you can't make any money off it anymore. The most you can get back is like eighty three percent. Yeah. When I was a, a beach bum in Panama City, Florida, I, uh, me and uh, my friend Rob would go, because he had a car, I didn't. Okay. Uh, Panama City, for those who don't know, is like a spring break uh, party beach town kind of a thing. Uh, it's big during spring break for all the college kids, and giant parties the size of Tahiti happen all along the beach. Not the size of Tahiti, but like, okay. I mean, huge college parties that go all day, all night uh, at these resort hotels. And Emotional so, support college students. Yes. Okay. And so, like me being me, I looked older as a, as a kid. You know, I had the mustache early, you know, facial hair, that kind of a thing. And so I always looked older, and I would just sort of meander into these parties, right? Because I kind of looked their age and that kind of a thing. And so I'd start drinking and, you know, hitting the bong and, you know, all this fun stuff. Uh, mm-hmm. And I just, you know, partied, and I would sleep on the beach. They had uh, uh, freshwater showers uh, mm-hmm. at certain intervals along the beach just as a – you know, the city provided those so you could Courtesy. shower off the, uh, the the salt water or whatever. So I was able to shower and not stink. And, uh, you know, it's the beach in Florida, man. Like, you know, I'm not going to freeze at night or anything. So I just partied for like an entire summer. Nice. And, uh, you know, guy needs money. Uh, I had a job selling sunglasses. It was a cash under the table job. Mm-hmm. But like selling sunglasses, you would think would be pretty easy. But if, you're, if your boss buys, well, crappy looking sunglasses that nobody wants, it's a little tougher sell. So I decided to supplement my income. I was going to rope my friend Rob into driving like early in the morning. We're talking like 4.30 in the morning to all of these places where like the parties had, you know, fizzled out. You know, the sun's coming up. You're like, oh, we better go to bed. (laughs) And we would just collect cans and bottles. Uh, They would pay us by the pound or whatever. So it was mostly aluminum. We would crush as many of them as we can, toss them into bags, toss them to the back of his car. And then we would go and get money for that. And that's how we paid our rent. Wow. Was with these cans, right? The the money that I made selling sunglasses was like food and cigarettes and you know beer and you know fun stuff, right? Uh, and so like I'm kind of like on board with this idea. Sarah, you're on Free Talk Live. They're actually going to have a, a human trafficking um, acknowledgement day. So they were on the news. Is this a day where like they just allow people to human traffic and don't prosecute them, like the purge? It's a it's a celebration. It's an acknowledgement. A celebration a of human trafficking. No, so for that to acknowledge for the victims to come forward, it's a it's an encouragement. Oh, uh, um, yes. To fight against the Trump, and then they actually have a coalition that were on TV. I was quite impressed that they had a meeting and they it was enough to be on television so they're gonna have a, I, a I don't i don't know if i i like the state sort of encouraging or incentivizing uh victims of a thing anything whether it's human trafficking or whatever to come forward because yeah. this usually backfires on government right yeah. uh what they will do is they will incentivize people to come forward and you'll get a bunch of people coming forward that well actually weren't trafficked mm-hmm. 
Yeah, I mean, as a practical matter, the, the first thought that pops my mind is, how are these people going to get away from the people that are tra- trafficking? Because presumably they're sort of under lock and key, if you will, being yeah. watched closely. So what are they going to do, escape? I mean, there have been escapees, right? right. That's but that's kind of how you know what's going on with evidence. Yeah, yeah. right. Also, too, if uh, too many of these people come forward, we might actually find out the client list of the Epstein flights. <laughs> oh, <laughs> can't have that. Anyway, go ahead, sir. Well, the, well, the thing is that um, the, I'm bringing up this issue is it's because people don't want to look at it. People don't, um, if there's a prostitute, people think, like, well, she's being forced, how, how horrible it is. It's just that. No, we just talked about a volunteer one in the Ukraine. Yeah, yeah. The, uh, the whole thing is, well, she's out there because she wants to be. You know, that everybody just kind of. Like, it's a touchy subject, nobody wants to talk about it, and then everybody just um, kind of pretends that it's not there, right? Look the other way, you know, don't don't get involved. And Do they, though? Because, so like, why... I keep hearing about human trafficking all over the news almost well, all the time. because the movie came out. Which movie? Uh, Sound of Freedom. Oh, was that about human huh. trafficking? Yep. I, I paid no attention to that either. I, okay. I've seen a bunch of people go, you got to see this movie! And I'm like, oh, whatever, I'll you know, get to it eventually. Okay. It's 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 a basically based on a true story of human trafficking, oh. which is why Hollywood's trying to suppress it. I see, Sarah. So, but isn't that the guy that that he um, some actor played that guy, and then he was trying to save the children? And was it that was it like a Christian based movie? Is that was that what it's about? I think it was pro- it was produced uh, by some Christian organization. I don't have those details. Have you seen it? No. Have you seen it? No. Okay. As soon have as you... it hits the torrent sites, man. Sarah, have you seen it? <laughs> No, I, I actually I've seen a little bit of the preview in the TBN. The actual that that person that saved it, and there was another like a handsome actor that played that guy on the Trinity Book broadcast. Very who, few actors um, are not handsome. Oh yeah, but uh, he was a really good actor. And, yeah, uh, I can't think. Uh, I can't put my finger on his name, but he's he's a list Hollywood. Yeah. But what, what, what even a list? Like he's like really wanted. He's like top actor that got that job. Top gun actor. It's not Tom Cruise. Tom Cruise. <laughs> no, yeah, not that I guy. Mean, he's both really a good actor. I'm reciting a phrase from Team America. Spotswood said this about, <laughs> about the guy. Top gun actor. Anyway, go ahead, sir. So, yeah, I was at the Unitarian Church today, and when I was in the bathroom stall, they had about, like... A Libertarian Church? Numbers. Unitarian. Uh, Unitarian. What's a Unitarian? They worship units? So, <laughs> Unicorns. Yeah, they had the Agora helpline. If you need help, call this number. It was a private bathroom stall. Mm-hmm. Only number I did not see was the human trafficking 188 number, and then the free me text number. I didn't really... Look at it really close, but they they had if you're depressed, call this. If you need somebody to talk to, call this number. If you need, if you have a drug addiction, call this number. If you have alcohol, a call. But I never, I never saw that one. A height. They must I mean, be in on it. Then. If you number. constantly call it a talk show, call this number. Yeah, but and then then the text. You should add the, free talk please. lives number to all of these signs you anytime should. you come across it. Please do, sir. Carry a sharpie with you. Got oh, something you, to get you off your chest. Circling back to this recycling story, uh, in the criminal complaint, we talked about that. Felony grand theft in California. From the state for recycling. (laughs) Is punishable by up to three years 
in state prison. They stole nothing, by the way. Right. There, there has been no theft. Yeah. There's been no theft. What they did is they went out, they collected some cans, and they brought them to a recycling station. And they traded. And yeah. they received money for these cans. They sold these per cans. the yes. deal. Yeah. I mean, I don't see where the, I don't see where the fraud is. <clears throat> I mean, where's the fraud? Well, because the cans, you, you can only recycle, you know, if the terms of service on the on the recycling plan said only California cans uh, accepted here. Right. I So I get that, but I don't. I don't ever recall seeing that in a can. Maybe I need to relook at it. But what if it's on? The, what if it's on like the drive-up window to the recycling plant? Ugh. We only take California cans, and you've got you know this eighteen forty-foot mm. eighteen-wheeler of miscellaneous cans that you've collected from thousands of locations. Well, the state would need to pay somebody to verify that. Yeah. Theoretically. Theoretically. Uh, it gets worse. Okay redeeming out-of-state containers to the degree the family is accused of could increase the sentence by an additional three years. So six years for recycling. As as they've been told to do throughout the generations to save the planet. But they did it on a massive scale. Uh, You guys who are like, well, we need government. The hell we do. I'm sorry. It's completely unnecessary. Government we, well, disincentivizes yeah. recycling. Should we'll be we'll in, indoctrinate you first, and then we'll put you in prison for complying. Oh. <laughs> Court documents <laughs> did not identify an attorney for the defendants who have not been convicted of a crime. Last year, six people were charged in a similar Arizona to California recycling operation that prosecutor said netted more than $10 million by fraudulently redeeming more than nine tons of empty beverage containers. At least 93 people in California were convicted of recycling fraud between 2010 and 2019, according to a report by a nonprofit consumer watchdog. So California's been doing this for decades. Since 2010, it sounds like. Over a decade. Yeah. All right. So, bad California. I, yeah, bad. very bad. Like, I mean, we knew California was bad already, uh, but <laughs> felonies, six years in prison for recycling. For sa- helping save the planet. <sighs> Something that the government has been all about. Recently. For since I was in grade school. Yeah. Right? right? Oh, it's important that we recycle. Recycle reduce, all, reuse, your, recycle. all your cardboard. Yeah, reduce, reuse, recycle. All these campaigns paid for by the blah, 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 blah for recycling. Paid for by your local government. Please recycle. Separate your glass and your burnables yep, and, and your cardboard. Yep. We're yep. going to give you 16 different yep. containers so you can sort all your trash. Yep. You got to put your compost in one, your cans in the other, and your bottles in another, and something else. But if you else, bring it from Arizona, don't do that. Yeah. Separate all 16 categories in California only with California waste. Nothing from Arizona. Got it. Yeah. Arizona can become a uh, a big pile of junk for all California cares. They Even if these uh, cans and bottles or whatever, these recyclables, uh, were made and distributed it, from California into Arizona, California doesn't want to back. Apparently. I thought pollution was a global problem. Now, apparently, it's just a California problem. Just a California problem. problem? Okay. Yeah, I... Like they fly, these environmentalists fly all over the planet telling us how to live our lives, right? Yeah. But you you recycle from one state to the other, try to abide by what they tell us you need to do, and all of a sudden it's a felony. Emphasis on the mental. Mental. (laughs) Environmental. 
That's what this story is. The story is mental. We've got Jerome calling from South Carolina. Jerome. Trump train! Choo-choo! You're on Free Talk Live. Yo, yo, Vinny, the boss wants you to delete the tape. You got that? The boss wants you to delete the tape, Vinny. Okay, Vinny? Yo, I got it. This is Donald Trump telling his one of his associates to delete the security tape when he went to hide the boxes at Mar-a-Lago. One of his bootlickers. Okay. Whatever. Subordinates. Whatever. Now, now Jerome, what about we the cocaine in the White House, Jerome? What about the we, coke? We call him. We oh, call they did an investigation. Him. No, I want to ask Jerome what he thinks about the cocaine in the White House. Oh, I think it was hard to buy this. Well, <laughs> duh. I mean, thank you, really? Captain Obvious. <laughs> what tipped you off, Einstein? The real question was, What's who brought right? Hunter Biden's cocaine into the White House? What's wrong with you, Capitano? Don't you know it was Hunter Biden's? Huh? I assumed that, of course. So did Captain everybody Cano? else. We just wanted to see if you would come to his defense. Jeez, man. So are you, do you, do you support, Jerome? Do you support cocaine, Hunter Biden's cocaine in the White House? Or are you against? Yes. Yes, I do. I support cocaine in the White House. Well, you heard it here first, everybody. Jerome, South Carolina, supports cocaine in the White House. Tongue firmly planted in cheek. Yes, Capitano. I support it. Captain what? What are you calling? El Capitano. Cannell? I don't don't hear it either. El Capitano. Cano? You call yourself Captain Kick-Ass, right? Right, yeah. I say, well, you're El Capitano. What does Cano mean? How do you spell Cano? T-A-N-O, Capitano. Oh, Capitano. El Capitano. Oh, God. I see what you're doing. I'm like, Captain Cano? Cano what? Can of beans? Can of worms? Can of... No, and I don't call myself that. Uh, I was given that name, and I just uh, perpetuated it. Yes, yes, you did. Just like just like the guy, the reporter that asked um. In fact, in fact, Jerome, you may not know this. Uh, that yeah. was originally lobbed at me as an insult for spilling my friend Jake's beer, and as he was like, are. "And he was like, way to go, Captain Kickass! You spilled my freaking beer." <laughs> and I turned that into a legend. So you know, I am a resourceful dude, at least. Yes, thank you for your creativity. Well, thank El you for Capitano. your thank you for your Trump train, Jerome. Hey, by the way, choo choo. Uh, what what a dumbass question to ask the um, uh, Kareem Jean Pierre. Ah, whose cocaine was it? I mean, didn't you hear Trump? Didn't you hear the, the Wharton School graduate top of his class? Or oh, it was Hunter Biden. Uh, no, I didn't oh, hear any of that because I don't it? watch television. Uh, of course. Uh, based on uh, based on the investigation by the uh, Fox News report reporters. You know, the $787 million uh, company that's got to pay out all that money to uh, Dominion and uh, voting company. Hey, Jerome, oh, do you, you, you want to make Jerome, do you want to make 50 bucks? Uh, what do you have in mind, sailor? I'll give you 50 bucks if you will not watch television for a full week. Ooh. That ain't happening. And, <laughs> and, besides, the, okay. and besides that, the price, you got to pay a lot more than that. All right, I'll, Six, sixty all right, bucks. All right, I'll, I'll make it thirty. <laughs> oh yeah, right. What's what's the price, Jerome? Just so we hey, if what, we're going to start a collection. You, what, what kind of math you doing there, Captain? First you say fifty. What are you doing there at Wharton School? The Trump Wharton School math. Okay, now it's twenty bucks. <laughs> I want to know what it would take. Yeah. How much would it, how much would we have to collect, Jerome, 
for you to not watch uh, TV for a week? Thousand. Thousand? One thousand? Yeah. One thousand. No. All right. That, that, that's a good start. Okay. Hmm. At least now we know. Well, now we know. We'll see what we can do. We're not going to do just, much. I just want, like, like, we'd have to figure out how to, you know, verify that yeah. Jerome didn't watch TV. Hey, all week. Well, hey, why don't you tell me about, uh, why don't you comment about how Trump's been stealing the, the Republicans' money to pay all his, um, his lawyer debt? No, I don't think I will because I don't care. $40 million this month. I, I, what a, what a I don't care. This is why we do the Trump train. I don't care what Trump does. Why should I? Why I should I care? I don't care what he does either, just as long as he doesn't get to be president again. Well, you, hey, by the you way, sound all upset about so it. Much, why do you care so much about Hunter Biden, but you don't care about Jared Kushner? Because Hunter Biden's and, uh, got good and, cocaine, apparently. Good enough to get in the White yeah, House. Yeah, but they don't care about all the money Kushner made from Saudi Arabia and uh, his daughter and the money Trump made from China. China, China. He didn't, they don't ever talk about that, though. So, why did you say it three times? Because well, it made me feel good. Okay. So, so the, the the reason the, the reason that the cocaine is an issue, right, is generally because of the war on drugs. Yes. And all of the people who are in prison, right, for possession, distribution, whatever of drugs, uh, cocaine being yeah. one of them. Yep. Right. Yeah. And and when it's Hunter Biden, because he's got political connections to the vice president yeah. and now President Joe Biden, he right. gets a pass. Right, yeah. he doesn't get arrested. He doesn't get convicted. Yeah. He doesn't get treatment. Yeah. He spends zero time in jail. Supposedly the most secure area on planet Earth, the White House, is right. just like, uh, yeah, we don't know. And so generally, yeah. generally, we are in favor. They're two-faced. In other words, they're two-faced, right? Exactly. The government is two-faced. Yeah. Yes. Right. Generally, we By are in way. favor of people making personal choices with drugs or whatever they want. Right. Yeah. So the fact that By Hunter way. Biden does cocaine doesn't really matter. But the fact that they're willing to put, you know, generally minorities and other people in prison for the same yeah. offense and let Hunter Unless, Biden go because of his political connections, that's a problem. she's related to Joe Biden. Reminds me of that old song, she's all right, she's all right, she's all right. It's not, even, it's not even generally Joe Biden, right? How many other times have politically connected uh, family members been let off the hook for similar reports for the same thing? You just heard highlights from the latest episode of Free Talk Live. You can download full episodes, subscribe to our podcast, listen live and more, all for free at freetalklive.com.